1865, Wild Bill Hickok killed a man in Park Central Square for stealing his watch. La, 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 live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. That catches me off guard every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the show. Feedback has been really great. Yeah, thanks, everybody. I mean, if I could say one thing, uh, it would be stop stopping me in the street for pictures um <laughs> especially whenever i'm with my beautiful intelligent girlfriend uh we're just really not into that but uh we have gotten a lot of feedback like andy said and we're gonna address a good amount of that at the end of the show so stay tuned <laughs> cool so i guess it's time to get into our restaurant for this week andy uh what restaurant did we eat at this week we tried out Country Girls Espresso. Dan, you want to tell us a little bit more about Country Girls? I would love to tell you a little bit more about Country Girls Espresso. Country Girls Espresso is easy to miss at its location on East Sunshine between Oak Grove and Meadowmere in what used to be a used car lot. In fact, the tiny building with the glass front and Skillion-style flat roof was once a dealership office. From the name Country Girls Espresso, you may expect a mere coffee kiosk, like a Scooter's, or one of those micro Starbuckses. From their logo, you might expect your coffee to be prepared by, say, a woman of the range, a lady of the prairie, a Laura Ingalls Wilder type, a, a, a country girl, if you will. But you know what they say, when you're expecting something, you make an X out of peck and tin. <laughs> no, when it comes to country girls' espresso, it's best to assume the unassumed. Unless, of course, your assumption is the consumption of scrumptious Miami-style Cuban sandwiches and beverages. You see, the founder of Country Girls is far from the cowboy boot, Daisy Duke, crop top clad, eponymous country girl in the logo. After losing a job to downsizing, Mike Stone moved from Florida to Springfield and eventually opened his confusingly monikered coffee shop in April of 2013. The only spot serving sandwiches and coffee in an authentic Miami Cuban style, a style with which Stone became intimately familiar growing up in the thoroughly urban Tampa Bay area along Florida's western coast. Stone chose the hillbilly country theme to honor his parents, who loved what Stone calls country culture, even though nothing about the optics of the business suggests that it's the only spot in town for authentic Cuban sandwiches, the word got out. Perhaps due to its proximity to a large church, even though it's closed on Sundays, or the dearth of nearby coffee shop options. Nowadays, it's not uncommon to see a long line of cars waiting to pick up one of Mike's renowned press sandwiches. Today, we decide whether it's worth hitching your wagon to this train, or if you should search out your country-themed Cuban sandwiches and Italian coffee elsewhere. Andy, this is Country Girls Espresso. Most excellent job, Dan. But before we get into talking about our meals at Country Girls, I have a question for you. What do you think about sandwiches in general? Andy, if I could eat a sandwich for every single meal, I pert near would. <laughs> Sorry, I've been hanging out with Percival, <laughs> picking really? up a little bit of his language. Hmm. Okay, so we do have a different disposition in regards to sandwiches. They're not my favorite. Rarely do I actively seek out a sandwich. If I'm the person choosing where to eat, unless you count a burger as a sandwich, which I don't, but let's not get into that, I'm generally not going to be pushing for a sandwich place. So. See, I'll go to places that aren't even known for sandwiches and see that they have sandwiches on the menu or that like one of their signature items they serve in sandwich form, and I'm always going for those sandwiches. Give me those sandwiches, baby. Do you have a special sandwich somewhere that's custom for you? A, a Danwich, perhaps? Jeez, I, I sure wish I did. And I hope if this podcast can provide one thing, it is that. <laughs> I'm calling all Springfield restaurateurs. Please make me a Danwich. What would it be on the Danwich? Definitely going to be some pickles on there. <sighs> Love a pickle on a sandwich. Not surprised. Um, I've been pickling. Copyright Spring Food Mopod <laughs> 2018. <laughs> Man, that is a good question. Probably roast beef, a nice cheese. I don't know. You're going to have to come back to me in a few weeks on that. Perhaps I will. You can go consult the sandwich board 
and we'll get back to you. I certainly will. So let's get into our country girls' meals this week. Dan, you start. Tell me about your sandwich. Andy, we have come up with a name for my new rule that I explained last week in the Purple Burrito episode. Andy, it's time to exercise Dan's D-Dict. What is it called? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure we said Dan's Dictum. Well, I mixed the words dictum and edict together, so now it's Dan's dedict. <laughs> Dan's dedict. Get used to it. So, what is Dan's dedict, Dan? Dan's dedict is the rule of the Spring Food Mopod. Anytime the menu offers a item with the name of the restaurant in that item, I have to order that. So this week, I was very excited for the delicious Cuban-style sandwiches that you had described to me. I had never been to Country Girls before, and I love a Cuban sandwich. Very high up there in my sandwich rankings. So is there a good Cuban in Springfield that you like? Uh, there's really not. I've, I've mostly just had homemade Cubans. Ooh. I attended a house party once with a tray of Cubans with those uh, sweet Hawaiian rolls. Oh, yeah. Um, so you could just kind of pull them out. They, oh, they were so good. You, you know I'm a big pickle boy. I've, I've already <laughs> said that once this episode. but Not a pickleman, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pickle boy. Not yet a pickle. I man. really love the Cuban at grad school. It's Ooh, not a I've traditional never had Cuban. That. It mostly has the ingredients of a Cuban, but it's not a press sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that is a big part of it. But even that house party one that I was describing, it wasn't pressed. So I, I've never had a Cuban sandwich from a restaurant in town. And I was very excited, as I said. Yeah, let's get into that. Tell us about your Country Girls sandwich. Well, you actually informed me of the <laughs> existence of the Country Girl sandwich, which comes with turkey raspberry jam and and or guava yeah you had the choice um but i don't i didn't know what that was i thought that was bat poop so (laughs) (laughs) i don't mess with bat poop andy (laughs) not in a sandwich at least (laughs) and cream cheese um weird combination (laughs) very far from the cuban that i was very much wanting I had come to an agreement with my girlfriend that she would get the cuban even though she's not a fan of pickles Mm. As I may have already said on here, she's very How intelligent. How are you guys even together? Um, I don't know. She's just a smoke show dime piece, 10 out of 10 heartbreaker. So that probably has something to do with it. And I'm just a sniveling rat. So you're okay. You're, that, that makes it okay for you to deal with this pickle issue. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely softened the blow. So, yeah, she agreed um, out of the kindness of her very big heart to split the sandwich with me so that I could still try the Cuban. But then, whenever we got to the window at Country Girls Espresso, she swerved. She swerved? She went with a turkey sandwich. Oh, man. And I freaked out. I didn't know what I was going to do. Because I the, <laughs> the dedict, is that what we're calling the it? The dedict. The dedict said that I have to try the Country Girl sandwich. And now she's ordering a turkey pretty close to the Country Girl sandwich. Very close, yeah. Long story short, and I mean very long, I was there for hours. The <laughs> the owners were <laughs> not happy. I ended up just ordering a third sandwich, the Cuban. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. It is very much something you would do. It was a tough day, to say the least. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. But that's pretty much my order. I didn't get any of the drinks or anything. It was a little late in the afternoon to be pounding espresso. I don't really like a smoothie with my meal. Mm -hmm. It's just a little much. And then we had chips at home. So I'm not trying to buy your chips, Country Girls Espresso. (laughs) I I have things to say about the chip option there. But please, do you have more to share with us? I I didn't love these sandwiches, Andy. Okay. These sandwiches really live and die by that bread and the bread is great l and d by the b <laughs> they they really l and d by the b <laughs> as andy has been known to say <laughs> he's got that tattooed on his knuckles <laughs> um it's, it's a real weird placement so the bread the bread was great that cuban style bread that's what makes Agreed. all these sandwiches cuban style i guess is the cuban bread and then pressed but Andy, the turkey, 
the turkey was both on the turkey sandwich, obviously, and the country girl. It wasn't the best turkey I've had. I, I mean, it was all right. I, I don't really love a turkey sandwich anyway, to be fair. Um, just to get into the country girl sandwich that I was forced to eat by the dedict. You forced yourself. I, I was forced. <laughs> it was tasty, but there was just way too much cream cheese on there. Like mm. I wouldn't scoff at cream cheese on a sandwich. I've put cream cheese on sandwiches before. I think it's a tasty, spreadable uh-huh. addition. And the raspberry sauce was fine, but really, it's just it's just those three components. There's not much else going on there. So the cream cheese is a little overpowering. The turkey's not great. Now their turkey, their turkey, their turkey sandwich, <laughs> Andy, comes standard with cranberry relish. Really? Yeah, yeah. You it doesn't like say turkey cranberry sandwich. You would have to read what's coming on there, uh-huh. or you might be kind of shocked by what yeah. you get. There's a lot of menu idiosyncrasies at Country Girls. The menu on the website versus the menu at the location are a little different. Did you yes, I, I definitely noticed that. There are more options. There are actually two menus when you pull up and they have one of them has more items than the other. It's very strange. So I, I was a little shocked by the double menus. But anyway, I, I knew what I was ordering. I'm, I'm just being dumb. I... Let's get to that Cuban. That's that's really the main show here. They're all Cuban-style sandwiches. This one is the authentic Cuban sandwich. It says it right there on the menu. Andy, the bread's good. Those double meats are tasty. What what are the two meats on there? It's ham and I believe like a is it pulled pork? It, ham and pork. ham and roasted pork. Yeah, very tasty meats. A little less cheese than I would really want. Pickles were fine. You know, sometimes you get a... Is it more cheese? A little more cheese than you would want? A little less cheese than I would want. It wasn't cheesed enough, Andy. Okay. Cheese me, please. <laughs> anyway, a little less cheese than I would want. The pickles were good. Sometimes you get a pickle that tastes like it's been a little waterlogged and is really going to affect the taste of the whole sandwich. I'm talking about like Wendy's pickles. They're a little thick. And they just taste a little too watery. Mm. Didn't have that problem. My big complaint with this Cuban Andy, not enough yellow mustard. Ah, They did not sauce it up enough. It was pretty dry. It, it was also pretty good. It was definitely the forerunner of all the three sandwiches I had. But why, why don't you get into I, yours a little bit? I can definitely see how you and I have differing opinions about our sandwich experiences at Country Girls because I am not a big mustard man, nor am I that into pickles. And I like this quite a bit more than you did. So I actually went twice, which will come as no surprise to you because I was intrigued by the breakfast sandwich option. And I live very close to Country Girls, so it wasn't you know, difficult for me to go and grab a breakfast sandwich one morning, which I did. I woke up about 20 minutes earlier than I normally do so I could stop by before work. There wasn't a line. Mike himself took and filled my order. I got a cafe con leche, which is a Cuban beverage similar to a latte, but with no micro foam and a little less steamed milk. It was hot. It was creamy, but it still tasted more like coffee than milk. Unlike a latte, I'm not a big latte fan. They're usually too milky for me, and I want that deep, rich coffee taste. Yeah, absolutely. So it tasted like coffee made by a person who has spent you know, the last five years working 13-hour days making coffee. And I mean that as a compliment. It was, it was very good. My meal was a pressed breakfast sandwich with eggs, bacon, and pepper jack on Cuban bread. That Cuban bread is similar to a baguette with a little fat added to the recipe. Oh, okay. That's what uh, characterizes Cuban bread. There's a little bit more like lard hmm. or some other fat added to the recipe. Mike prepared the sandwich to order, so it took a little while, but it was delicious. The eggs were fluffy. The bacon was crispy. The cheese was just slightly melty, and had, the pepper jack had just a little hint of heat. It wasn't overpowering. I like the choice of putting pepper jack on your breakfast mm-hmm. sandwich standard. That I, I love that. Yeah, it's solid. What made it a cut above your typical breakfast sandwich, though, was that pressed Cuban bread. It's important to understand that the pressing process condenses the entire sandwich from about three or four inches high to a little under one inch. All the components are flattened into each other. I like a sandwich with thin bread, both for health reasons and for practical reasons, like the ease of consumption, you know, fitting it in my mouth. (laughs) While the Country Girls method does not help with the former 
It works wonders for the latter, pressing that thick, dense bread into a wieldy, portable size. Uh, the bottom was almost, but not quite crispy. It's a deep marbled brown with a touch of buttery flavor like the bread on it, like a perfect grilled cheese or a melt. But it wasn't soft. You know, it still, it was still had a crispness sure. to it. Uh, there was no one flavor that over- overpowered the others. The mix was savory and tasty. It was not overwhelmingly fatty, despite the presence of bacon and butter. I liked it. I'm not saying that on every occasion I would choose this over, say, like a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit. But I'm saying it will definitely be in consideration next time I find myself in need of a fast food breakfast option. Yeah, I could definitely, just from your description alone, I could see myself ordering that. And I I am a little disappointed I didn't grab a little coffee there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was know, good. I'm not. I'm not giving it the full. It's. It's in their name, espresso. So maybe I should have ordered the coffee to get the full rounded experience. Yeah. But I was pleased with the coffee, and I'm a little bit difficult to please. Like I make a French press every day. We're drinking some right now. It is I, tasty. I take. I take coffee very seriously. So that was my first trip. I did go again a couple days later. Obviously, and I have to give a caveat here that this experience was rushed because I got a text from my brother saying, hey, could you come watch the, my children this evening? <laughs> Classic Jeff. <laughs> no, I was more than happy to do it. I love those boys very much. They're one and three. It's not that they're my favorite people in the world. They're objectively just the best living people, yeah. you know? So, I believe it. Hey, boys. <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did go after school. It was rainy. It was gross. It was a Friday. Honestly, I not really been in the mood for a sandwich this week so i had put off the meal until the last possible chance i had before we recorded and i had really been craving fries but i knew country girls didn't serve fries so i stopped at another place nearby and picked some up because i'm a three-year-old and the idea of not having exactly what i want when having exactly what i want is possible is something i find horrifying that's why you identify with your uh, little nephew so much. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Y'all just like fries. Yeah. He, they, he doesn't, actually. The, the oldest one who's <laughs> old enough to eat fries is not that into them. But anyway, let's, we don't need to talk about them because that's just all I'll talk about. <laughs> Boy cast. <laughs> so I went to Country Girls after I picked up my fries. There was no line. I ordered the Emily, which is on their semi-secret menu. It's on the second menu that you pass whenever you go up. The side piece. Right. <laughs> the Emily has roasted pulled pork, cream cheese, and raspberry jam on that pressed Cuban bread. And they sprinkle it with powdered sugar, which sounds so weird and counterintuitive. Not just the powdered sugar, but all of it together. It sounds so weird and counterintuitive that I kind of couldn't pass it up. Especially since I knew... Dan's dedict would be in effect. You didn't know it was a dedict. Then, I did though. not know my. I did not know. I thought it was a dictum at the time. How wrong you were! But I knew I, I couldn't order the country girl sandwich, despite that that's the one that I wanted. The Emily's similar. It's basically the country girl sandwich, but it has roasted pork instead. The Emily was very good. The flavors were surprisingly complimentary. The pork and bread were the strongest flavors. The pressed crust, crispy, but the inside still soft, just like the breakfast sandwich. The cream cheese mostly added texture. There wasn't, I couldn't taste it as much. It mostly just added like a creamy texture, and I did not find it overpowering. So I wonder if I got less on mine. Than I think it just did. had a, it just went on there a little thick. Could be, could be. And the raspberry jam was seedless, thank goodness. It was used sparingly. It was just enough to add a little bit of tartness. Occasionally, there would be a bite with a big glob of cream cheese, and those weren't my favorite. I like cream cheese, but I don't want it as the only taste in my mouth. So we kind of have that in common. The bites in the middle were the best. Everything distributed appropriately, and it all chewed up together really nicely. This is not a problem or a criticism in any way, but there's really no getting around the fact that the Emily, it's a breakfast sandwich. In fact, it's quite similar to the ham and jam biscuit I ordered at Lemberg's a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say. I think I give the Emily the edge, though. The the meat was high quality. It was relatively lean for pork. It wasn't very fatty. The bread is excellent, as we've discussed. The Emily was just an all-around good sandwich. Maybe not for dinner, but a fit with a weekend, like a late breakfast, early lunch situation, let's say a brunch, if you will. 
The Emily would be a solid choice. So solid that I'm pretty sure Mike's creation would sell for about twice as much at a place like Lindbergh's or the Early Bird Breakfast Club. Early Bird Breakfast Pub. <laughs> Early Bird Breakfast Pub, someplace like that. So yeah, even for a guy who doesn't like sandwiches that much, the Emily from Country Girls is a pretty good sandwich. Now, are you sure that you're just not adding fuel to the fire of the feud between Country Girls Espresso and Lindbergh's Cafe. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I mean, I, I, I've i known you to be sort of a um, S starter, as <laughs> you call it. I love to start S. What can I say? <laughs> Andy, big S starter. <laughs> it's the Springfield brunch blood feud <laughs> between Country Girls and Lindbergh's. Neither, neither of which serve an actual brunch. <laughs> True. <laughs> So let's get into our ratings. Dan, out of five former car lots, how would you rate Country Girls Espresso? Andy, I have purchased cars at car lots before, so I have a little experience with those. If I'm rating this out of former car lots, I'm going to have to give it, I would say I'm going to go with three. I'm going to go with three. I, I'm definitely getting that Cuban again. But overall, just this one experience wasn't the best. Sure. I, I There's just no other place. It's it's reasonably priced that Cuban is going to call my name again. I If I find myself over on that side of town, I'm probably going to have to stop by. But I, I don't know how much of the rest of the menu I'm really going to explore. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like I definitely enjoyed my experiences a little bit more than you did. I'm going to give it a solid four former car lots the price point's great i felt yes. like it was a great value i got a nine inch sandwich for my for my emily <laughs> <laughs> and it was more than enough i couldn't finish it i saved half of it for later and then the breakfast sandwich is very cheap it's actually only a four inch sandwich so it's half the size roughly mm. half the size of the dinner portion for the emily sandwich and it was only four bucks yeah and with a coffee that that's a that's a great value. yeah it was a solid deal so four for me three for dan that averages out to 3.5. Clock at Karen. Next segment. <laughs> what you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? What you what you eating? What you eating? What you eating? Andy, this week we actually have a very special edition of what you eaten. Wed you eaten. <laughs> I thought it was what you eaten. We're going with a little more formal <laughs> pronunciation for this week's edition. So, Andy, last night I went to a wedding, and let me just say it was lovely. The ceremony was beautiful. The lovely couple was also beautiful, obviously. The reception, dare I say, beautiful. <laughs> Good mixture of young and old dancing. Uh, the DJ was spinning all on wax. No computer, no aux cord to be seen. It was very, uh, very classy situation. Uh, had all the old wedding hits. And then a little further into the night, Got into a little bit of Missy Elliott, a little bit of Outcast, just whatever he had uh, in the hip hop sector. On. I love like the last hour of a wedding reception like that oh, when yes. the, the old people have left. But there's always the few old people that have stayed, and it's so fun to watch them oh, yeah. react. And it's even better whenever they're into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. There were there were some old people there just really tearing it up, like just. Wiping the floor with these uh, millennials. You know what I'm saying, Andy? I can't wait to be an old person who's just super into the music kids listen to. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Hopefully it'll happen. <laughs> I intend to get old. <laughs> you know? You never know, Andy. Anyway. I know. I'm never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. I just decided recently. I was talking to my grandpa. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get old. This is not for me. <laughs> Your grandpa must have felt like a real dummy. <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Yeah, I said, Grandpa, why did you do this? <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about the 
lovely ceremony, lovely reception, beautiful, lovely, etc. We're here to talk about that food because that's what we do here on Spring Food Mo. Andy, so you've got your typical food line station buffet situation. Um, not not exactly a, like a self serve buffet. You've got your multiple options. You're walking through in a line, and then you've got some people serving them to you on the other side of said line. I believe this was catered by Farmer's Gastro Pub. I believe that because that's what my girlfriend said, and she is very <laughs> smart. But if I'm wrong, it's her fault. <laughs> so you get up there. First thing, obviously, salad. Now, that's the only self-serve. Obviously. obviously. You're not going to do the salad at the end. It's going to get mixed in with all your other stuff. And at the end, nobody wants salad. They've already got all the good stuff. I think I'm making a brilliant decision here by foregoing the salad. Because I'm looking at everybody's plates. They're all full. But everybody's got this big chunk of salad on their plate. So I'm thinking, no salad. Then these servers will fill up my plate. Because <laughs> they they don't know. That's they, a risky proposition, my a, friend. They just want to see a full plate. Um, They had obviously dealt with my type before. Because <laughs> that is not at all what happened. I got the regular portion that they were giving to everybody else. But man. Let me run down this food for you. So you start with your pasta. You got some tubular noodles. I don't know what kind. Not exactly elbow, but they kind of do a spiral, but they're also a tube. So they hold in the sauce. Spiral shaped. Very fun. Then you got your two different options to top those. Meatballs and red sauce or chicken and white sauce. Did you mix them? I I did. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. I did. I got the meatball huge meatball like one that you really make a meal out of you're doing like probably five six cuts into this thing mm. before it's all gone so believe ball. it had some veal in there solid ball <laughs> it was it was very good but then i also got like the kind of crispy chicken that was offered and then you get to the actual saucing station so this is alfredo or red sauce. I don't Should know we play type. the saucing station theme? Saucing <laughs> station. That, that's a good theme. It's, it's cool to see your process on those, Andy, whenever you come up with them live. So I went with the Alfredo because the meatball already had a little red sauce on them. So I just kind of went for the alternative to get it all mixed up. Plus, red sauce, little acidity. Ouch. I'm cutting up that dance floor. I can't have that acidity (laughs) bubbling up, giving me heartburn. Then you get to appetizers or hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, just the little tiny single bite things. Man, that's where this wedding really shined, Andy. (laughs) Starting off with the bacon wrap date. Oh, so good. You said this is Farmer's Gastropub? I think it was Farmer's Gastropub. You can get great bacon wrap dates at at least, I think you get them at multiple Jalili restaurants. So Flame and Touch both have okay. amazing bacon wrap dates. They were so good. Next up, coconut shrimp. They're professionals here. They're only giving you one of each of these. So you got a single little lonely coconut shrimp yeah. sitting on your plate. Still delicious, obviously, but I could have used like 10, 25 more. <laughs> <laughs> like your range. That's such a huge range. Well, you know. <laughs> come on, guys. What are you 20, 30, 40 coconut shrimp? That's all I'm asking for. I don't think that's too much to ask. You for. know, all I want's 50. I all just I want 50 shrimps. Just give me a They're bucket small. of shrimp. Yeah. It was rainy. We had umbrellas. They could have you know easily what? filled Se- up the base shrimp. of my umbrella. That's all I need. <laughs> just 75. I'm not gonna pl- complain if you put a hundred in there, but <laughs> that wasn't you know, that wasn't the case. Next up, very final station in the savory portion, crab dip. I'm talking crab rangoon dip with wonton skins. Yeah. The gentleman asked me if I'd like crab dip. I said, yes, obviously. Plops it on my plate there. Move over to the uh, sort of basket with the cloth in the bottom of it. And believe me, Andy, I'm seeing the cloth because those wonton skins are gone. (laughs) There's like three or four left in there. I've got a big old pile of crab dip on my plate. What does one do? There's still people behind me, too. So I grab like two of them, like one full one and kind of a half one. I'm a gentleman. I'm going to leave 
some other wonton skins for the people behind me. I get back to my table with the savory portion. It's looking a little bare bones because I didn't go for that salad. But it was all delicious. Um, it was so good. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. It was some of the best food I've ever had. And then I tried my girlfriend's salad. It was one of the best things on the plate. <laughs> I really screwed up. Now, Dan, if I know weddings, and I do, that can't be the end of the meal. No, sir, Andy. That was not the end of the meal. After some jovial fun, some time passes by, they get to the cake cutting. Now, Andy, this cake, what would you guess it was? Half chocolate, half vanilla. Wrong. (laughs) Double chocolate. Ooh. Andy, I'm not a big cake fan. This cake, the layers of icing and cake just sort of became one texture. Like the cake was so moist and cool and dense with chocolatiness. Was this an Amy cake? I have no clue. It was the best slice of cake I've ever had in my life. I am one to hyperbolize things. (laughs) Are you? They've said I am the most hyperbolic person alive, actually. And I believe that. That is a... You know, I really admire the originality of your (laughs) humor, Dan. (laughs) Then you get to the pie bar. And I know what you're thinking, Andy. Pie and cake? Pie and cake. And not just one pie. Like, there was just one cake, which, once again, you guys did screw up a little bit. There could have been multiple cakes, but... that's all i'm gonna say these people who give you cake and pie that they screwed up well they gave me one piece of (laughs) shrimp and there's only one cake i could have used hey they're doing you a favor you had cake and pie to eat stop complaining about your one shrimp you have plenty of room in your belly for the cake and the pie listen y'all i know people out there are going to course correct whatever weddings they're planning right now based on our (laughs) feedback so i just want to give good feedback get multiple cakes out there not everybody likes chocolate like i like it i love it i want some more of it <laughs> it's some you know i i would have liked another option anyway pie bar three pies which we just found out were from what's it called prairie pies prairie pie these are pies that i've seen around town before we actually connected this all up um while andy and i were off mic andy mentioned the lard in the Cuban sandwiches. The Cuban sandwiches. I was going to say Cubano, and I was like, I don't know if that's what they Abandoned are. Abandoned ship! <laughs> in the Cuban sandwiches, there's lard. I I remarked to my girlfriend last night upon taking a bite of the crust of this pecan pie, or pecan pie. I don't know how y'all say it out there. This definitely has lard in it. It, it tasted like... I was eating some sort of animal. Like it was just so savory. It was it, like, that sounds bad, but it was just so like porky. <laughs> like the, the, the crust was so good. I'm sure Eleanor, the proprietor of Prairie Pie would love that. You just described her crust as porky. Listen, <laughs> if you're a Prairie Pie propri- proprietor, you got porky crust. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but it the pie was so good, obviously. I mean, you've had prairie pies before. I have. Lindsay and I actually went to a pizza and pie night at Vito's Kitchen, which I believe is where the prairie pies are prepared. Oh, really? That's where they prepare the prairie pies? I am not positive, but I believe that's where they prepare the prairie pies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a situation where it was a buffet, so you pay you know, a set fee, and then you could get as much Vito's pizza and prairie pie as you want. Wow. And they had like six different kinds of pie. Oh, and there were little slivers. And we just went to town. So I've tried a bunch of different ones. And we get prairie pies, you know, just as a little dessert on a Saturday night. I would say fairly often, maybe like six or seven times a year. We just had one two weeks ago, the uh, honey sea salts. I love prairie pie. And I love prairie pie too. So congratulations to Ellen and Alex. Thank you guys so much for letting me come to your wedding with my lovely girlfriend. We had a great time and, you know, just next time you're planning an event, maybe more coconut shrimp. Yeah, and invite me. <laughs> and even invite though, my buddy Andy. Even though I, mean, I don't know either one of you. <laughs> oh, come on, you know <laughs> that we're in America's most successful <laughs> podcast about food in Springfield, Missouri. So if you're serving food in Springfield, Missouri and inviting either Andy or I, go ahead and invite the other one. Are we done? Oh, 
We done. Next segment. <laughs> We're going to try a new one. This is called Movie Meals. In this new segment, Movie Meals, we're going to discuss notable meals seen in recent movies. Every now and again, we might talk about a meal from an older movie, but I really want to focus on new ones because, I mean, basically any list of the best movie meal scenes is going to have the same ones, like the prison pasta from Goodfellas or the omelet from Big Night. And even though Big Night is probably in my top 20 movies of all time, I certainly don't have anything new to say about that incredible single take omelet scene that ends the movie. But... I do think there is some value in highlighting meals from new releases. So, Dan, do you have any recent movie meals you'd like to discuss? Andy, I absolutely do not. (laughs) (laughs) I did not prep you on this segment at all. (laughs) You really blindsided me there. (laughs) I have two I would like to talk about that contrast with each other in ways that highlight what makes each movie so special. Uh, The first one happens about halfway through A Star is Born. Did you see that yet? I haven't seen it. I haven't Uh, seen any version of that movie. Oh, okay. This is the only one I've seen. came out a couple weeks ago. It's the fourth remake of a Dorothy Parker movie from 1937. This one stars Lady Gaga as a kind of lounge-style singer-songwriter who gets discovered by an ultra-famous and astonishingly alcoholic (laughs) roots rocker played by Bradley Cooper. Who also directed the movie. I mean, the character, the Roots Rocker, directed the movie, not Bradley Cooper. Is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just kind of confused me for a second, but then I realized, oh yeah, Bradley Cooper directed that movie. It was uh, very funny. At one point, thank you. At one point, the couple is staying in a hotel and they share this massive room service breakfast. It's spread out all across a bed, and it's more food than like a family of five could consume. Just this opulent, decadent overindulgence. There are two full plates of French toast with pecans and powdered sugar, a couple omelets, there's steak and eggs, and like a few other plates. And it just so effectively shows how different this new world is for the Lady Gaga character, which is a big theme of the movie. I really appreciated. Was she eating like out of a can of beans just cold <laughs> earlier in the movie? <laughs> That's a good way to set I that up. I think she may have a little snack at some point. I honestly don't remember, but she lives in this tiny apartment with her dad and she's, you know, not a rich person, but she's suddenly thrown into this rich person's orbit and kind of gets caught up in it. Not in a bad way. You know, she falls in love and gets to express herself artistically on a large scale that she dreamed of doing before, but it kind of given up on it's a really good movie. I That's was surprised I at how much I liked it. So I also saw First Man, the Damien Chazelle biopic of Neil Armstrong as played by Ryan Gosling. Have you seen this one yet? Nope. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, Armstrong and his wife and kids are sitting around the table in their house, quietly having dinner together, and they're eating cheese sandwiches. They're just a stack of white bread in the center of the table. <laughs> it's very different from the meal in A Star is Born in that... The shot composition does not draw attention to the food, but it's there to notice if you're looking. And it highlights how normal and humble the family is, despite that the father would go on to accomplish one of the most extraordinary feats in human history. So, like, the first person to set foot on the moon was also a guy who ate cheese sandwiches for dinner (laughs) with his family. (laughs) Both movies are good. A Star is Born offers the most immediate pleasure, just like this huge emotional mess of a musical and I, I love it for that while first man is more subtle and somber even during these intense flight sequences so yeah i love movies and i managed to shoehorn some movie talk into our food podcast <laughs> thank you Eddie. yeah anything to add dan whenever he was eating the cheese sandwiches did he say that it was one small cheese sandwich for him <laughs> and one large stack of cheese sandwiches I, for his family i thought you hadn't seen it <laughs> you know <laughs> I've read a book or two. I made this joke on Letterboxd that they should have called it One Small Stepford Man because he acts like a robot. (laughs) Anyway. Next segment. Andy and Dan, just a couple of food nails. Walk into the box, gonna check the food nails. That's right. It's the food mail's food mail. Unfortunately, we don't have any actual mail, which is weird because 
I've seen the numbers of the people that are listening. It's kind of crazy that we haven't had any direct emails, despite the fact that we begged for them. <laughs> yeah, give us that free content, y'all. <laughs> we have had a lot of feedback in different places. I've been posting links to the episodes in the Springfield Mo Reddit, and we've also had some feedback on Instagram. So yeah, and I've I've gotten some in person feedback. Even at that uh, wedding last night, I had some people sort of recommending restaurants to me or. Uh, Somebody even shouted the theme song at him. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're famous. So most of what we got was people saying, hey, would you guys do this restaurant? And Dan, what do we say to that? Typically, what I'm going to say, unless you just recommend a Burger King, is <laughs> yes, we will absolutely do the restaurant. Um, we're just a little beholden by only being able to do one restaurant a week, but we're certainly not planning on stopping eating anytime soon. <laughs> I'm hoping to do this show for a long time. We found a way to talk about more than one restaurant per episode, but we're still going to try and focus on one established restaurant and then... Yeah. There's no shortage of no, <laughs> restaurants no. here I mean, in Springfield, Missouri for us to talk about. We have a Google Doc with a list, and it, there's 100 plus yes. on our list at this point. There's and those so are like ones we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> also, I got a complaint. Someone in person told me that our voices sound too alike. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't hear. I, yeah, I don't think that's true. I think I have a little more of a southern drawl than you. Yeah, I did have a theory, and that's that we had the same youth pastor that was pretty influential for both of us. <laughs> that was the only like connection that I could make. Yeah. So I know that I modeled a lot of my speech patterns and behaviors on that guy. Yeah, I've looked at our waveforms. Like our voices are not in the same frequency range. It's a little bit of overlap, mm -hmm. but they're not the same. <laughs> Maybe it's just JTH. What? The per our youth pastor. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but <laughs> JTH. I don't care about that. <laughs> so I did prepare something for the people who've been complaining. I'm just going to throw out some different options. You know, I I'm able to modulate our voices in post-production, so I'm just going to throw out some options. Maybe people can tell us if they like these changes. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, Try it out, so Andy. I want to get your feedback on this too, Dan. Here's the first one. They had to that paint that uh, purple burrito on Glenstone orange. For the uh, Popeyes. Man, I bet that took several layers of paint. Absolutely. I, I actually did consult <laughs> let's, the owners. Let's talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's your history with Purple Burrito? So I obviously tried to pick the most inane <laughs> part of our last episode. We talked about literally the paint on a building. <laughs> hey, I, I stand by that. I think we, we could have gone another 30 on that. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you think about that option, Dan? I liked it. I, I don't think my voice changed much at all. I, I, that's how I <laughs> hear my own voice in my head. Let's try another. They had to put that, paint that uh, purple burrito on Glenstone orange for the uh, Popeyes. Man, I bet that took several layers of paint. Absolutely. I, I actually did consult let's, the owners. Let's talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's your history with purple burrito? That sounds like the devil speaking to one of his minions. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Here's the next one. <laughs> Let's talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's your history with purple green? <laughs> Andy, I think I'm starting to see where this bit is going. There's another! <laughs> they had to per that, paint that uh, purple burrito on Glenstone orange for the uh, Popeyes. Man, I bet that took several layers of paint. Absolutely. I, I actually did consult let's, the owners. Let's talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I think that my voice lower sounds better i think that variation was better like your voice high my voice low yeah yeah i think it uh creates a pretty clear and concise idea of who's who <laughs> yeah well that's that's all i have i'm just kidding there's two more <laughs> we had to put that, paint that uh purple burrito on glenstone orange for the uh popeyes <laughs> absolutely I, I actually did consult the owners <laughs> I, I really like that one, uh, seeing as you can't understand a word you're saying, and only yeah. my voice is audible. It's, it's like the first contact with an alien, and we're talking about the paint on a purple burrito. Yeah, and I'm Amy Adams. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Paint that purple burrito on Glenstone for the Popeye. Man, I bet that took several 
layers of paint. Absolutely, I, I actually did completely Let's talk about it more. <laughs> and that's when we do it live from the ditch underneath the Hammond's <laughs> student. Hammond Student Center? What am I talking about? We're in the Hammond's Tower. Yeah, Hammond Student Center. You remember how I said that was the last one? <laughs> I was lying! <laughs> That's the one where we are Legion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh to the people complaining, I think it's pretty safe to say you're you're getting the ideal version of our voices. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> cut it out, guys. <laughs> Dude, they, they sound different. I'm sorry, this free podcast is uh, unsatisfactory. Yeah, I mean, it costs us thousands of dollars to produce <laughs> and host. But. I, I'm just kidding. I totally understand being frustrated if, if it's hard to tell us apart. I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, and you're stupid if you don't know <laughs> I tried the difference walk, between our voice. I tried Moron. to walk it back, and Dan just walked it right forward again. Oh. <laughs> I don't have reverse. <laughs> One last bit of fake, not actual mail. On Reddit, I'm assuming this was a dude because of what he said, but some dude called us dumpster <laughs> <laughs> and then asked us to review Bambinos. <laughs> I I hope that doesn't hurt Bambinos' chance of actually getting reviewed because I really love Bambinos. I but do too. <laughs> now I kind of want to not review them out of spite towards this person. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out. And really, the only reason I mentioned it is, number one, to give that guy attention for doing it because it made me laugh so hard. And also because I want to try and bleep something out <laughs> just for fun. Oh, yeah. We should definitely do more bleeps. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm not going to do that. Just well, want to try it this once. Well, <laughs> that's it for this week. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for creating more work for me. Make sure to like and subscribe on all the different platforms. Remember, we are on Spotify and Apple. We're in real places, not just our website. So <laughs> we, are, we are worldwide, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> me and Andy. Yeah, just go in there, subscribe. The podcast will show up in your feed every week. It'll yeah. just pop up there, our beautiful faces. This is interesting. We have about 100 people who are listening on browsers, which makes us think that maybe you guys don't know that subscribing is a thing. Yeah, cut it out, guys. <laughs> Go subscribe. No, it's cool. It shows up every week. It's just a lot easier for you if you subscribe. It is, yeah. If you are listening through Apple, uh, go through there and uh, leave us a little review. It all helps, I guess. <laughs> I, I think the only one on there right now is mine, and it says, these guys love talking about food. I would know I'm one of them. <laughs> That's our only review. Yeah, get some more reviews out there. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been really, really awesome to get feedback from people and to hear what you guys think. Please keep that up. Interestingly enough, the Reddit is where there's been the most discussion. So it's on the Springfield Mo Reddit, and I've just been posting the episodes on there. If you want to come and join those discussions, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, and write us something in. Uh, you can do it through any platform, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Just just write us something or mail at springfoodpod.xyz is um, where we would actually like to receive your mail. But if you have a culinary obituary, um, just something that you need to get out there about a restaurant that we've reviewed, literally anything <laughs> that we can read and not have to come up with on our own, it's great. Yeah, Please. give us stuff to talk about. So, Dan, where are we going to eat next week? Andy, we're going to be eating at Taylor's Old Fashioned Hamburgers or Taylor's Drive-In, depending mm. on where you look it up. Indeed. Yeah, we'll get into that. Either way, it's on the corner of Kimbrew and Traffic Way. Go there if you'd like to follow along. And we have a little special treat for you guys next week. Andy, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about it? Earlier in the show, I alluded to the notion of reviewing more than one restaurant per show. We're going to give that a shot next week. We're going to do less biographical reviews about new places. We may not even do a rating. We'll just go to a place and talk about what we ate, that kind of thing. And next week, we're going to try... This is relatively new. It's not brand new. But we're going to try a place called Jamaica Patico. Or is it Jamaican? 
I don't know, but you're making me hungry right oh, now. Golly, Talking get about out it of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna try Jamaican Patty Co next week, which I believe is close to Campbell and Walnut Lawn. Campbell and Walnut Lawn, just yeah. right there in a little shopping center by Pizza Hut. I've been, and not to spoil anything, I'm excited to go back. And yeah, try some. Just kind of got so, a little limited menu, so we didn't want to do a full segment on it. Sure, sure. So next week, Taylor's old fashioned hamburgers. We'll get the full spring food mo treatment. And we're also going to do a brief review of Make a Patico. I guess we'll see you guys next week. Night, night, y'all. Hey, we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do a little bit of an after show. This is going to be unedited and uncut. Not meaning there's going to be foul language or anything, but just meaning I'm not going to go through and remove the pauses and the ums (laughs) and uh, stuff. (laughs) So, Dan, it's really early in the morning right now. Yeah, we've uh, <laughs> convened for an early morning recording session here in the Hammonds Tower. We're back at it again to discuss a little event that me and Andy went to last night. Yeah, we went to see Modest Mouse at the Shrine Mosque. That Ever we... heard of them? <laughs> we didn't go together, <laughs> but we were both there. Uh, let's just start and talk about, did you have a relationship with this band going into the show? Um, not as much as my girlfriend. She has been a big fan of theirs for like 16 years now and had never seen them before. So we just kind of lucked out that they were playing right down the street from us within walking distance, really. Uh, I definitely like Modest Mouse, but I've gotten into them a little more since I've been with her. Uh, she has great taste in music. Um, among other things <laughs> men <laughs> uh, no that's just about the only thing uh but yeah i, I like modest mouse a lot I'm, I'm not super familiar with their really early discography or their very recent discography but right. you know there's a couple records in there that i really dig i suspect a lot of people at that show are in the very same position that you were me being one of them i think Strangers to Ourselves is the last one I listened to, and I didn't really get that into it, though going back now, specifically listening to the songs that they played mm-hmm. at the show, because, you know, on my walk over here, <laughs> I listened to a lot of the songs that they played at the show. Uh, I like those songs. They're good. I, think I, I don't think I gave them the credit that they deserved. I think they just sound so similar to everything they've done before that it's kind of like, oh, I've kind of heard this before, but maybe that's not such a bad thing. I listened to them starting in high school. That is when Good News for People Who Love Bad News was very popular. Yep. When Float On was a huge single. Mm-hmm. And I really was into it. I remember some guy I knew, actually, he, we can talk about it at some other point, but he used to host a podcast. <laughs> He's a guy from here that I went to OTC with. Um, he gave me their cd for a dollar because he hated it (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't what he expected based on float on which totally makes sense because it's just weird kind of psychedelic disco inflected weird punk music i don't know it's kind of hard to describe there's no other band that sounds like them and they seem to like they always have the same kind of feel about them but their sound does change a lot just between track and track like not yeah. even between albums i really like this band but i've never put them like on a list of my favorite bands because part of what you just said their albums tend to have like 30 percent of their albums are really weird indulgent songs that i have no interest in listening to more <laughs> than you know three or four times and I'm so into just listening to albums from start to finish that I rarely put in a Modest Mouse album. He's put, a noodle. Put in. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I press play on. Send deck. <laughs> <laughs> However, I really did wear out Good News People of Bad News and We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, as well as the first two albums, uh, Moon and Ant- I guess they're not the first two, but The Moon in Antarctica and The Lonesome Crowded West. Those are both great albums. Yeah, This Is a Long Drive is a, is a real yeah. good one, too. I really like yeah. that one. I think those four are the ones that I'd spent the most time with. And this was a cool show because they played stuff from every album and also a couple of the, you know, they do a bunch of EPs in between albums as well. It was a pretty diverse group of tracks. Yeah, I'm a big set list checker and it looks like he pretty much, they'll do a different opener every night. Like they're very, it looked like he had a bag that they were choosing the songs from for really? this tour. But oh. Oh no! Yeah, just like a, like a um, probably twenty five, thirty songs that they were picking from for this tour, but they 
seemed to switch it up a lot. Like yeah. last night, they didn't even play Float On, which is <laughs> like just heads above their. Yeah. It's their biggest hit. I knew that would come up, and I was going to try to segue into it by saying, I think we should talk about the elephant in the room, or rather, the <laughs> elephant that wasn't in the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is my second time. This is my second time seeing Modest Mouse. This is the second time I've seen them, and they didn't play Float On. <laughs> oh, see, I don't, I don't care anything about oh, Float On. I don't on. either, really. I really prefer the Ocean Breathe Salty yes. as far as a single off of that album, and they played that like three tracks in, so I, I was pretty happy with that. I think Satin in a Coffin, Black Cadillacs, or The Good Times Are Killing Me, Oh yeah, all, yeah. I would much rather have in a set list than float on and for sure I even love, the world at large oh yeah i see yeah. some nights they close with that Ooh. without a float on like capper it's Gosh. very strange well, i have i'm a setless checker as well <laughs> oh really <laughs> and i, I noticed they i think they've closed the float on like once or twice and they've closed the main set with it once or twice as well but mostly they stick it in the middle yeah sometimes they put it in the like front half of the set like the fourth song or something which is pretty hilarious yeah i really respect uh uh band that curates their set list uh -huh. like that and i noticed a lot of people i'm profiling people at the show i'm i'm guessing a lot of people were there because of hearing about it on q102 the sure. radio station imagine being a q102 listener like a devoted q102 listener and going to the show and they didn't play float on <laughs> well tread lightly i mean this this show is <laughs> gunning for syndication on q102 for their 9 30 a.m slot i would do it in a second you <laughs> could say we'll give you ten dollars an episode and i would say yes <laughs> yes absolutely <please. laughs> we'll give them ten dollars an episode so this was a general admission show meaning you could go anywhere you wanted in the shrine mosque where did you guys wind up sitting slash standing um we kind of got right in front of the soundboard kind of center stage and just kind of gradually moved up with the crowd just as people would disperse we're not really trying to <laughs> push people out of the way um but i'll tell you what everyone else there is <laughs> yeah you've been with me at shows where <laughs> i do not oh. respond well to getting to people getting aggro <laughs> no because i will get aggro right back <laughs> there's something about just the energy of being packed in and being hot which uh -huh. the shrine mosque's air conditioning Ooh. is basically non-existent so bad um that it just really gets your blood pumping and like everybody else who feels that they are more entitled to being in front of you than you. It just wants you to, <laughs> I just want to fight people. Like I'm not a fighter, but I get into such a fight mode. Yeah. I am generally a pacifistic person and you've, you've been at two, you've had this I've happen a couple times where I will very nearly get into fights. Yeah. Like people will slam into me and I will turn around, just let them have it. Not yeah. punching, but I will shove somebody back if they shove me. Yeah. I don't like that about myself, but it's just the truth. Yeah. It gets that, that <laughs> testosterone just gets it's, flowing in there. And yeah. <laughs> it's like the only time I have any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I love a show where you can sit down. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things. And that's, we talked about moshing a few weeks ago. Uh, that's similar to that. Like if I'm at a, if there's the option to sit down, I'm taking that option. Mm hmm just because my knees aren't as good as they used to be. And I think a big part of why my knees aren't as good as they used to be is I used to go to music festivals and be sure. on my feet for literally 12 to 14 hours, yep. sacrifice my body to see some band that probably wasn't <laughs> going to matter that much ultimately, or to see Bruce Springsteen, in which case it you know does matter. Sure. <laughs> More than anything in, in life. <laughs> um, I had a great spot for about two-thirds of the show. I was on the left side. You know how the seats go they like tiered and go upward you know how sure. seats at state yeah, at arenas yeah, do yeah. i was in the third row maybe five seats away from the stage side and it was awesome i saw a video you took it looked like you had a pretty great view yeah and not only that where i was it sounded great which oh. is pretty rare at the shrine mosque and oh yeah I, it I sounded bad we'll where into i was that. <laughs> um it sounded amazing where i was i really? was right by the speaker like i think Wherever I was, the way my one working ear was oriented, I could just pick up everything. It sounded it sounded awesome. However, I got up at one point to, you know, use the restroom, get a drink or whatever. And one thing I like at these general mission shows is you can kind of wander around sure. and get a sense of the whole room. And I went and sat up uh, really high at the other side and went all the way back, all the way to the back of the room and kind of made my way around. And it sounded bad. Oh, yeah. Like it sounded actively bad almost everywhere except for that spot where i was which is so strange because yeah. i really i kind of love this space like the room is old and 
sort of i can't remember how old the building is it's like early 1900s right i'd say probably about 100 years old now. something like that it's like elvis has played there it, the word beautiful doesn't really apply but it's sort of beautiful no, gross. and and i don't know if i'd say gross either <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it i find something beautiful about the oldness of the place like it, it's it's just like a i don't know it's it's a one of a kind experience in springfield seeing a show at the shrine mosque for better it's like a worse. high school assembly feeling yeah in there yeah i don't know i kind of like it <laughs> <laughs> i just whenever i walk into the shrine mosque i feel like the floors are already just sticky <laughs> with oh they certainly are <laughs> there have been so many circuses there you don't even know what kind of sticky it is <laughs> yeah i I'm, I'm not a big fan of this place <laughs> so what was your highlight of the show um like i said i really like the ocean breeze salty um that was that was so cool i wasn't expecting that they haven't played that whole bunch in this tour i just they my, my biggest problem with the sound was uh i could barely hear like the snare drum which i really oh. just love the pop of a snare drum yeah in a live setting um especially they had three drummers up there they had two uh -huh. full drum sets and a percussionist so cool and still i could not hear it very well eight people um, on stage altogether honestly probably dark center of the universe which was the opener uh -huh. I, I really love that song and uh that was before i was just <laughs> flat out angry at all those around <laughs> me and had beer spilled on me yeah. which is just that's just it's that's going to happen any the show Mosque. any show where it's general mission standing yeah. you're gonna get something spilled on you well you're not going to but it's it's likely like you, sure. you shouldn't be surprised or shocked specifically there i think every show i've only this is probably my fifth show there and i haven't been there and probably seven or eight years oh, wow. did, you, did you not go to Marilyn manson no no i didn't but all, all my previous shows there are of the uh hard rock ilk gotcha um, that's where i attended my first ever big concert uh my Me first too. three big concerts actually it went disturbed <laughs> 311 <laughs> and then corn all within like wow. two months and uh <laughs> just <laughs> just just the those, crunchiest guitars do those bands even really fit into your like taste profile um, not really anymore, but whenever yeah. I was a high school lad, I definitely, I was a, I was a rocker through and through. There's maybe four or five corn songs I can still get down with for sure. I, I mean, corn was be definitely the best of the <laughs> three of those groups I named. I think probably my favorite moment of the show is whenever they closed the main set with spitting venom. Yeah. That, that or fired up. Is that what it's called? Or is it called spitting, spitting venom? venom? No. Yeah. I don't, they, I don't think I played fired up this time. I, I think the Kaza download of that album that I had had the two tracks mixed up. That's funny. So I've always gotten That's their funny. names mixed up. It's I'm sure that happens with a lot of people who are, you know, mid mid two thousands downloading yeah. a bunch of music. I know there was a Rage Against the Machine album where I had a lot of stuff mixed <laughs> up, but this this is a tangent within a tangent. <laughs> um Yeah, I really love Dashboard. A part of me thinks that on just a sheer song craft level, that's probably their most perfect song. I love Dashboard. It's not even my favorite Modest Mouse song. I just think it's an amazing work of songwriting. Just kind of this perfect fusion of disco and punk and whatever you want to call Isaac Brock's voice and the lyrical <laughs> style because it really is totally unique. Yeah. And it sounded awesome. It was really great. Um, this is a band that has one massive like world-beating single float on. Yeah. And then maybe three minor hits, which I would say Ocean Breeze Salty, Dashboard, and uh, Satellite Skin. Satellite Skin's like a lower I don't even tier. Know about Satellite Skin. They play. Maybe Miss the Boat. I feel like that Ooh, that's had a, good song. a good amount of radio play. You know, I guess I don't really know what was popular from We Were Dead before the ship even sang. Because mm -hmm. there's like five songs on there that could have been big singles. Yeah. I don't know what actually charted. Just in my mind, those are the ones that if you aren't a huge fan, you might still know those songs. And they played two of the minor ones, like two of the minor hits, and did not play their big. <laughs> it's i love this band i love that they do that <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh there's one other thing that i wanted to address before we end this horror show <laughs> <laughs> no it's always good whenever we talk about shows that <laughs> yeah we people love it. It, the, it seems to be our best the, segments <laughs> the 20 minutes we spent talking about hanging out and not going to shows are people's favorite part of the podcast yeah, so far. no it's, it's not self-indulgent <laughs> at all <laughs> um so uh, there was an opening band called Termination Dust, and I really liked them. I thought they were good. Missed them entirely. Did oh, not show up in time. They had to be like 19 or 20, and they just went up and killed it. Like this really tight, great song. I, you should check them out. They're really hmm. good. 
So they finished. They played for th- exactly 32 minutes. I'm kind of obsessed with how things time out at shows. So I like look at my watch and everything and time things out. Well, I bet um, you had a good time at this show. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so Termination Dust leaves the stage at 8.32. Modest Mouse does not come out until 9.25. I think that's very <laughs> typical of the Shrine Mosque. I, I feel like Is every it? show I can remember has had long breaks between the opener. And Do the, you remember when 50 Cent played here and he took two hours between his opening act to come out and he played for like 20 minutes? Yeah. I didn't go to this, but it was a huge thing. I, I wish I remembered And this. tickets were really expensive. They were like yes. $75 <laughs> or something. What, do you remember where it was at? It was a shrine. Yeah, it was oh, a shrine. Great. Yeah. Oh, nothing like standing in the shrine for two hours. Just waiting just to hear in. in the club. Mm. <laughs> Which is not even the first time we've talked about in the club <laughs> on this podcast. Who'd have thought? Not going to be the last either. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Took them 55 minutes. This may or may not be their fault. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Um. And then they left the stage at the end of the main <laughs> set. And... After they'd been gone off the stage for 15 minutes without the house lights going on, they'd like kept changing the stage lights, clearly signaling to people, don't leave. There's more coming. I texted Dan and I said, 15 minutes? Yeah, this (laughs) I I would say it's probably the longest encore break I've ever experienced. And another two or three minutes went by. It was 17 or 18 minutes until they came back out. Yeah. And at least he apologized. Yeah, I mean, Isaac Brock came out and says, I had to change my suit. And he, he did. He did have a new suit he had on. a new suit on and a bow cute. tie. Like, <laughs> worth it, I guess? I don't know. And they, they really did. They were up against a curfew. I didn't realize we had a curfew here. I thought it was 1 o'clock, actually, for the band's stopping. Yeah, I would just but, assume it's bar closed. But. Yeah. Um, he was like, oh, do we have time? He's looking at his watch and getting information from people backstage. And it really seemed like they were going to do two more to me. Like, they probably had two more left. And I think typically their encore consists of, like, five or six songs. Well, they played five, but one of them was really short. Mm -hmm. Um, They'd been doing 19 songs on this tour. At our show, they played 18, and one of them was a very, very short snippet of Perpetual Motion Machine. Hmm. So we got shortchanged a little bit, which makes the 55-minute break and the 15-minute intermission a little frustrating for me. Not because we didn't hear Float On, but just because, you know, would have preferred to have heard two more songs. I saw Queens of the Stone Age once on Friday the 13th, Ooh. and the lead singer had drank so much <laughs> just that they cut their main set short and oh then came gosh. out and played a total of one song for their encore, <laughs> which me, I had been like perpetually looking at the set list. Yeah. So I'm expecting a nice three song cut there at the end. Really love Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Total of one, just belligerent. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was very. It was a. It was a festival, right? No, no. This was a. This was a headlining slot oh. in Kansas City just last okay. year, and he just was. Uh, tore up from the floor up like you like to uh, say that's yeah, a that's common a, parlance I say of yours that all the time <laughs> mostly when i'm talking about my mom <laughs> not true she's never drank <laughs> i love you mom <laughs> and neither have we <laughs> when i <laughs> when i saw queens of the stone age i'm sure you've i'm sure we've talked about this because we talk about queens of the stone age every time we talk <laughs> sure they were so awesome. I saw a hometown show. I saw them, saw them at the Will Turn in LA, which is oh, technically really? their hometown, but he said this is a hometown show while he was on stage, so whatever. Yeah. And they played their first album from start to finish, and they Ooh. came back and played like another 10 songs. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I remember that tour when they were doing that. I'm yeah. sad I missed that. And then I called my uncle to come pick me up, and then I went to Yoshinoya, and I texted my uncle that I was at Yoshinoya. He's like, stop. Don't eat. <laughs> Throw your food away. I'm going to take you somewhere good. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Johnny's Pastrami. <laughs> you, you been to LA? Nope. I think you haven't, right? Okay. That's another place. You and I travel together right now and again. That's a place that you need to go. That's that's a Dan Howell kind of city. You heard it, guys. Start sending <laughs> us some money via PayPal. Let's get us out to LA. <laughs> anyway, do we have anything else to say about Modest Mouse? I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, take care, guys. See you next week. Country Girls Espresso. Shrine and- Mosque is awful. Yeah. Also, Jamaica Patico. Goodbye.